Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered with Ken Campbell. I am the sidekick. I am the laurel to Ken's hearty. Another fine mess you've gotten us into. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about the, well, the winners and the losers of the playoffs so far. And of course, we're going to be previewing round two. So stick around, check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter. And of course, Ken underscore Campbell27 underscore Dylan Waugh. It's not always easy to anticipate like how long your spiel is going to be. Right. And then the music ends. And then you're like, so I'm sitting there and I'm going, do I have time for the Twitter? I can do it. I can do it. So you must have been a, in a previous life. You must have been a, an AM DJ. Cause I always, <laughs> I've always marveled at how those guys can like say whatever they have to say. And then at like with, with the music coming up and, and like, like it's playing the first part of the song is playing yeah. and they gab and gab and gab and gab. And then right as soon as the singing starts, they finish. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It's and of course talent. that's, that's when it was AM radio that that's FM radio when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, the Q107 and True. all that True. stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. 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 So we got a, a uh, we got a review and a comment on Apple podcast from Switzerland. Ah, okay. En Suisse. Oh, really? And it said, funny old guy, no numbers, five stars. Okay. No mention of the funny very dry, guy. less old guy funny with old lots guy, of numbers. Funny no numbers, five stars. Yeah. That's, that's good for me. I, right? I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just invisible here. Funny old guy. Which considering I lived in Switzerland, come on, that's like, that's like home away from home for me. <laughs> Any old guy, no numbers. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I mean, that's. If I was to describe you in a sentence, I should get a. I should get a business card that says that. <laughs> What's your job title? Funny old guy, no numbers. Yeah, that's pretty much it now. <laughs> All right. So I always, when I'm editing these episodes, come up with the name of the episode. I've already got the name of the, this episode. Do you know what it's going to be called? R- round two preview. <laughs> <laughs> took me all night to come up with that. Yeah. No, it's not going to be called that. Johnny on the spot. Okay. Johnny Goodrow on the spot last night. He was, mm-hmm. he was Johnny on the spot. And I really, the- I really hope you didn't take a lot of time thinking of that. I didn't take a lot okay, of time good, thinking about good. that. I, as soon as he scored that goal, I thought Johnny on the spot. And then I thought, Oh, I'm right. going to name the episode tomorrow. Johnny on the spot. Oh, okay, good. So, uh, you know, it was uh, whatever. So we're going to start our first segment. We're going to call it the losers. And we're just going to 
run down every team that's out of the playoffs, except for, of course, the Nashville Predators, who we've already talked about. And, of course, check out kencampbell.substack.com. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. You, you know how we both dislike Seinfeld? Uh, I don't dislike it. I just think I it's overrated. Yeah, yeah but, I just think it's overrated. Yeah. But the, I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm. And I almost feel like it's because Larry David all of a sudden didn't have the constraints of network television okay. in the late 80s and early 90s, which, okay. of course, was, you know, they, they, they were constrained, right? Right, right. Um, and, and so I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. Your Hockey Unfiltered is basically the Curb Your Enthusiasm of, uh, you know, of, of your career. Oh yeah. Well, you don't you have the constraints. Like, you didn't like the rest of it, or no? I like the rest of it, but I just yeah. all of a sudden, like you've you've just taken the step, and you're completely un <laughs> you're, you're you're unfiltered, I you're unfettered. I, I you're, answer to no one. You answer to no one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes me when it comes to the podcast, but you know, sometimes yes, <laughs> only yeah. if you want to. Yeah. yeah. My grandfather's mug said, "I'm the boss of this house," and I've got my wife's permission to say so. <laughs> So let's start with uh, Washington Capitals. Not un- not unpredictable. Um, Heck of a better fight than I thought. They were gonna- absolutely. I thought I thought this was gonna go was gonna go five pretty easy games. Yeah. And I I see. I think that was more due to Florida kind of having the yips at the beginning of the series. Right. And once they found their their once they found their footing, um, they were the they were a lot closer to the team that we've seen in the regular season. Yeah. Um, interesting though. I mean, Barkov and, and Huberto didn't do a lot in that series. And then you get a guy like Car- Carter Verhage getting six goals and six assists, <laughs> right? I compared him to John Drews, which is a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Uh, you don't even know who that is. I but don't. No. Yeah. Or Chris Contos, sort more obscure guys who just came up for one playoff. Is and, this stuff that funny old guys know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and with no, no numbers. old guys yeah. don't know as well? Yeah. Okay. So um, Washington's old. Washington's slow. Washington has stuck far too long with the core that won them a Stanley Cup four years ago. And it's not a surprise to see that they've bowed out in the fourth first round for the fourth straight year. The one thing that I will say is uh, I agree with you that Florida had the yips, but um, like Ovechkin smelled blood in the water. That guy was a shark in that series. And obviously his goal scoring was not what you'd hope, Mm -hmm. but I mean, just everything. He was just all over the ice. Like, you know, to just, just all over the ice. I, I just feel like Washington's happy with one cup. I, just oh, feel, I, I, just I think you're like, probably right. I just feel like they, they've got their cup. They're happy with it. And um, now it's like, hey, you know, let's go out and break Wayne Gretzky's scoring record. That's the yeah. big thing here. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Minnesota. Um, there's going to be a theme in this with the losers, which is how are you doing with these goalies? <laughs> Well, it, I, I just don't, I don't think it's fair to drop Cam Talbot into game seven. Right. Like exactly. That, you know, the time to do that was earlier. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was earlier. And, and that was, that was a, that I think was a, um, was it, was an, was an, an example of a GM making a move at the deadline and then, then them feeling the pressure to stay with that guy. Yeah. And to their detriment, because he was good, he wasn't great. Do you remember the movie Wag the Dog? Yes. And you remember, like, that terrible slogan, like, you, you ride the horse that you, you know, or why switch horses <laughs> mid-race, or some, yeah, yeah, some yeah. stupid, terrible presidential slogan. That, <laughs> you that dance, just reminded me. You dance me. with the horse you br- that, that, you, that you brung. 
<laughs> You're a big dressage fan, are you, Ken? <laughs> no, there's what there's another one. You dance you dance with the girl you brung or something. Yeah, you like dance that. with yeah. the one that brung you or, yeah, something, yeah, or something along like those that. lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You you're mixed metaphors here. Right. Yes. So um I I actually I'm actually quite pleased with myself. I went seven for eight in the first round. And when I when I previewed this series, yeah, I said that Kirill Kaprizov was going to be brilliant, but it wasn't going to be enough because St. Louis's depth was going to take over. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Well, you had a, a, in our in our preview episode, you had a very mild take at St. Louis, 51%. Yeah, but but I, in fairness, I, I took right. Minnesota at 65%. So. I, in fairness, I was right. Yeah, no. You, okay, yeah. all right, whatever. You know. <laughs> Gee whiz, I try to take you down a notch. It's for your own good, no, man. But, but no, but those guys that, that were so good for... for for Minnesota, just uh, were less than, you yeah. know, they needed more out of, you know, guys like Matt Boldy and Jordan Greenway and, yeah. you know, that, that kind of thing. So they, and they didn't get it. And it's not an, it's not uncommon for that to happen. I mean, they're young guys, they're learning their way. Yeah. You know, Matt yeah. Boldy wasn't even in the NHL at the start of the year. Yeah. You know, so um, now what I really worry about with Minnesota is what are they going to do now? Well, you know, you get 12, 14 and 14 million dollar cap hits the next two, three years on players yeah. that you've bought out. Yeah. Welcome um, to drafting. Yeah. Welcome, like welcome to salary cap hell, too. Yeah. Um, what can be said about the Toronto Maple Leafs that has not already been said at nauseum? Not a lot. Right. Not a lot. They. Um, we had a question on YouTube saying, so are the changes coming? And if so, what? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. That's the tea leaves are saying that this group is stubborn enough and and has enough resolve in what it's doing that it'll yeah. come back with the same people. I just don't know how you can come back with the same management team, the same coaching staff, and the same core players. I don't. I don't know how you can do that year yeah. after year. I know that, you know, in the early 2000s, 2002, 2003, leading up into the lockout, a lot of people were questioning the Detroit Red Wings, you know. Yeah. They had too many Europeans, Pavel Datsuk, <laughs> you know, you know, Henrik Zetterberg, blah, blah, blah. They couldn't too get it done. They couldn't get it. And and and, yeah. <laughs> and and Ken Holland told me they used to sit there every day almost and talk about what they were going to do. And they didn't really change the core of that team. Yeah. And then that team went on to win the Stanley Cup in 2008 and got it to game seven in the Stanley Cup final in 2009. Yeah. So there is something to be said for sticking with something. Um, but to me, I'm not sure you don't have to change something. Not, not like, I'm not saying blow it up. Yeah. But I'm saying that, you know... I mean, your character guys like Wayne Wayne Simmons couldn't even play in that series. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Clifford, the, you know the Got guys, the guys, the guys that were the, the guys that were no, is Kyle Clifford that got suspended. Wayne That's Simmons. what I said. Kyle Clifford oh, yeah. got suspended, yeah, yeah. and he's not even really a player. Right, right. Yeah. And and so so the guys that you brought in to make yourself more difficult to play against couldn't be factors when you needed them, right? Yeah. And you know, I mean, Pierre Engvall was never going to be the difference maker in this series. You know, maybe Ilya Mikheyev could have been. And, you know, you could you could say that, you know. I mean, the stars cancel each other out in a series like that. Yeah. So where's their Nick Paul? Where's Toronto's Nick Paul? 
Yeah. You know, um, where where is their sort of depth guy who steps it up and really makes that that big play, that signature play, you know, that that changes the complexion of the series. Yeah. Um, I'm going to play I'm, I'm going to play voice of Twitter for a second. Mm hmm. And uh, I'm going to say, if only there was a coach that took a generational scoring talent and managed to make the rest of the team work around him. Mary Trotz. Yeah. Who, there's, yeah. There is one? Yes, there is. No however, way. However, and, and I get what you're saying, and, yeah. I, and I've said it too. I mean, this guy, Barry Trotz could end up being the most coveted free agent out there this, this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, However, I'm not. I'm just not sure that he's a fit for this team. I, I'm not saying he's not, but man, there's a reason why he's not coaching in Long Island anymore. And I think part of it is that I think after a little while, the players tend to realize, hey, that you know what, this isn't very fun. Yeah. This isn't very fun to play this way. Yeah. But you do have to play that way. Nobody, no, but no kid is playing road hockey saying, and he blocks the shots. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But, I mean, but, I, but then, you know, you talk about shot blocks. Yeah. Game, game seven. Yeah. Everybody on Tampa was blocking shots. Everybody was. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I, uh, I'll, I'll end off my thought about Toronto by saying, I think that they, I think that they played well in game seven. Mm-hmm. I think that they, I just I think I think that they did well. I think that the the gloom and doom. I I watched the game with a friend of mine who's a very big Toronto fan, and I and and being in a room of Toronto fans, I went ah, I miss being emotionally invested in a team. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. But um, but you know that being because like the the ups and the downs. But that being said, I mean they they put up a lot of chances. They put up a lot of chances, and you know sometimes you're a bounce away. Sometimes yeah. you're a can save away. But at the end of the day. Um, it was a great series and I, I, and for I would that, be changing the coaching. And I, I, for that, the Leafs get to go to the front of the class and get their participation badge. Exactly. That's what they get. Yeah. You know what? And they've been getting it for the last five years. Yeah. And they're the only team in the, in, in, in North American sports that hasn't closed out an elimination game for five years in a row. Right. Um, y- you know, at sooner or later, it's gotta be something of a referendum on what they've put together here. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the Dallas stars. If I could sum this one up in a name, it would be Jake Ottinger. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, he, how many shots did Calgary have last night? Like 55? 55, 55. They, they set a franchise record. They had like 130 shot attempts, I think last night. Yeah. Like it was something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was outrageous. But that would have been one of the, one, like, he was one save away and one goal go- the other way from Ken Dryden-like <laughs> comparisons. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so I, I yeah, and, and, and they talked about this on Hockey Night in Canada, and they said there's a lot of jerks out there who will say that he got beat on a bad goal in overtime, which he did. <laughs> It, it wasn't a good goal. I, yeah, I, but the circumstances around that goal, because you know, you've it's not like Johnny Gaudreau just took the puck into the corner and shot a bad angle shot. No, we're talking about a scrum and several shots yeah, and trying to track ch- the puck and he's, coming and he's out of the ve- crowd. And he's very good at that. He's right. very good at finding those holes. Right, but those holes were there. 
So, but what I'm saying is that there's a scrum in front of him. There was a shot in front of him. He had yep. to track the puck through the scrum. Yep. And then he had to get to the post, and he was just a little slow getting that post and sealing up that side of the net. And Johnny Gaudreau managed to find it. I guess my point is, is that in a vacuum, where he scored from and how he scored, it's a bad goal. Yes. When you take into context yeah. Yeah. the okay. play that was happening around him, yeah. I'm not saying that I want to see that goal from a goaltender. I would, you know, I would still find things to work on. Yeah. But I I I won't call it a bad goal. It's not a good goal, but it's not a bad goal. Right. Yeah. So so now with Dallas, like I I just think that you, you have to your identity has to be something more than yeah, we really work hard and we play really tough defense, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um so so you've got to move beyond that. You've got to move beyond the, you know, the Jamie Benn era, the Tyler Sagan era. You know, you've got he to start. He had a good game last night, Jamie Benn. He did. He yeah. did. Um, but, you know, to me, I mean, they have they have some really, really, really interesting prospects. They've, yeah. got, they've got they've got Wyatt Johnson, who led the OHL in scoring in the in the regular season and in the and is leading leading the league in the playoffs. They have uh, Lang- Logan Stankovin, who was the top points per game guy in the WHL this year. They have Maverick Borg, who was a top points per game guy in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League this year. Yep. And and that's not to suggest that any one of those guys is going to be prepared to step in next next season yeah. and give this group a, an injection of offense. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, the, the narrative's got to be switched there a little bit. Like, you just can't, it's just too hard to keep winning like that, you know? And you can win a round, you can win two rounds. Sometimes yeah. you can win three, like they did a couple of years ago. Right. But ultimately, you're not going to win. Ultimately, you're not going to win if you if if that's your M.O., you know? So, last night, I mean, Dallas put up, conversely, like, they actually put up a lot of shots in overtime. Yep. But uh, throughout the game, they put up like 22 or something mm-hmm. stupid mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. But I remember after Calgary scored the go-ahead goal to make it 2-1, Calgary scored uh, – uh, yeah, Calgary scored the go-ahead goal. Dallas scored like that. Yeah. And it was like a, a rush, an odd man rush opportunity that there was just not a single doubt in my mind that they were going to bury that opportunity. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just thought like – Oh, so you you can't just score if you want to. <laughs> Why not make the game four one instead of you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like it just yeah. it and and so to your point, it's like it's all fine and good to try to win that one nothing game or mm-hmm. that two one game, mm-hmm. but you have the horses to to pot a couple more. Yeah. So pot a couple more, right? I remember like last year in the playoffs with uh, Toronto and Montreal, it was a similar situation where the possession numbers and the the tone of the game and everything switched drastically from game to game. Yeah. Where Montreal completely dominated one game and then got dominated the next game. And I know it sounds so simple to say, but it's just like, well, if you can play like that, just play like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah, but I mean, you 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 develop an identity and you win a certain way. Yeah. And you have to stay to that, is right? It, is so. it the right way, Ken? Well, it is for them. Yeah. It is for them. I, I mean, you. you know, so now, you know, now you look in Dallas, um, you know, obviously I think, I think they're going to look at a coaching change, not because Rick bonus, I think Rick bonus is ready to, 
yeah. to pack it in and become a consultant of some description. They got to figure out how they're going to, what they're going to do with John Klingberg, whether or not they're going to be able to resign him, whether or not they're going to be able to keep him. Yeah. So there's, there's some, you know, there's some decisions they have to make there for sure. Couldn't you see Barry Trotz going somewhere, somewhere else, even though he'd be a match made in heaven here. And then uh, John Tortorella or somebody taking over the Dallas stars. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think John. I don't think the Dallas Stars need John Tortorella. They they work hard enough and they're pretty diligent, you know. Well, but it, this is what's good is that he'll never be able to tell a reporter that he gets beat up on the bus because there's no buses in Dallas. We all know that. <laughs> um, let's move on to the Boston Bruins. Uh, yeah. Okay. That was the one that I had wrong. That there, was a series I had wrong. I, I had I picked, right. I think I picked Boston in seven, even though like. The Carolina Hurricanes won all three games in the regular season and outscored the Bruins 16 to one. And, yeah. and I still picked the Bruins. So I'm kind of kicking myself for that one. That's kind of, that's you, you overthought it. I might've. And uh, that's kind of what happened with uh, some of the goaltending changes. But I, I mean, the Carolina Hurricanes are just, they're just a deep team. Yep. They're just a deep team. And I mean, the narrative going like, I, I hate sometimes parroting what the general narrative is, but I mean, is it much more complicated than the Carolina Hurricanes are a deep team and the Boston Bruins just weren't? I mean, Brad it's, Marchand. It's not, it's not It's not wrong. Charlie Coyle had a good game, or even you could argue only a good period. Brad Marchand showed up when he had to show up. Yeah, they, which needed, was, they like, needed way more. But they from, needed more. They, they needed more from Taylor Hall, Yeah, they need, who looked dreadful at some time, at Terrible, points in this yeah. series. They needed more from Eric Halla. They needed more from, from uh, little, you know, I mean, Charlie Coyle was, was better than those guys, but yeah. they needed, you know, and I, I think at one point in the series, uh, you know, uh, Bruce Cassidy said, we need more from the middle of our batting order. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, you just cannot rely on, you know, a couple of defensemen, an elite, an elite line and goaltending. The fact that they managed to win a game with Charlie Coyle out. Yeah. I, I would not have seen that coming mm. in a hundred thousand years. Well, because- yeah, but it was on, it was, it was, that was a, a complete Homer series. Like right. the, 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 the performances by the home team in that series were, it was remarkable how they were so different. Teams were so different at home and on the road in that series. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I mean, have we seen the last of Patrice Bergeron? It looks an awful lot like it. I don't know. You, I don't know if you watched it's afterwards. Like it but, to me, yeah. but he stood at the boards and hugged every single player as he came off the ice. You, you don't we do that. We saw that with Weber you last don't, year. You don't do that. We you saw that with Weber You just don't year. do that. Like, if you're if you're coming back. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think he... I. Th- I think he retires. Yeah. You know, I don't think he goes anywhere else. Yeah. I think he retires and goes directly to the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2020, in the class <laughs> of 2025. Yeah. Um, Pasco. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, good for him. He'll be picking his time. There yep. are still, yep. there are still 32 of 32 teams that would want him on the team. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he'll pick. I'll his tell time you, boy, your your Montreal Canadiens could use him. I'm t- no, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, could you I know, imagine? You suddenly have Patrice Bergeron, Nick Suzuki, and Shane Wright's your third or fourth line center. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Well, you know, I, there at the beginning of the year, uh, or sorry, at the beginning of his tenure, Kent Hughes said, 
like something along the lines of don't uh, don't be surprised if we go hard in free agency. Yeah. And uh, and I think that at that point they thought that Price was coming back for next year. And I don't think that they think that anymore because he's walked that back. And I was thinking like, boy, Bergeron and Latang coming home. That's both represented yeah, yeah, by yeah, yeah, both yeah. represented by Kent Hughes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, the guys that the guys that those guys are able to push down the lineup, like that's immediate Stanley Cup contention right there. Oh yeah. Stanley Cup? No, that's immediate turn it around fairly quickly contention. Yeah, Stanley Cup contention with 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 Weber and Deneau. So you remove Weber and Deneau and put in Chris Letang and Patrice Bergeron. They weren't a Stanley Cup contender last yeah. year. They weren't. They, they got lucky in three rounds. In the rounds. most technical sense of yeah, the term, yeah. they literally contended okay. for the... Yeah, yeah. What? Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right, let's move on to the LA Kings because nobody wants to hear me wax poetic about the Habs. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the LA Kings. Really, really impressed with the way they played that series. Okay. Uh, really impressed with the, with the fact that they, you know, took those beatings in games two and three or three and four or whatever. Got outscored 14 to two. Yeah. And, and came back and, and really pushed this much better team, in my opinion. Yeah. Right to the brink. Do you see this bruise on my arm? Yeah. That's a week and a half old from a beer leaguer through my arm pad. Right. Jonathan Quick tried to stop a shot with his hand. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. His hand. Yeah. That's like, anyways. So Quick, it was it was fun to it was fun to watch Quick play. And it was even though he obviously is um not his former self, I really enjoyed watching Quick play. It really reminded me of Brodeur versus Theodore when New Jersey and Florida played each other in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Where you kind of just have these two old dogs trying to battle it out. And I'm pretty sure that Theodore was 36 at the time. And I'm pretty sure that Brodeur turned 40 in those playoffs. So I think that the ages lined up almost perfectly. Yeah, but except that, yeah, like... Except that Brodeur could still play. Well, in this series, too. I mean, like, like Quick was the younger guy. (laughs) Right, and that's what I'm saying. You've got Quick and Mike Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smith is 40. Yeah. Quick is 36. Yeah. Um, Anyways, it, it it was fun watching Quick do his thing. But, I mean, Los Angeles, like, you... If you're an LA Kings fan, and I'm going to tell you how to think for a second because yes. uh, okay. I'm an arrogant prick. <laughs> but if you're an LA Kings fan, like it wasn't even really your time yet. So you just you enjoy it. You enjoy what happened. And and the fact that they even got themselves into that position with the injuries they had this year on defense like you and some of the guys, Dowdy. some of the guys who stuck. Yeah, well, that's the thing. If 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 ifs and buts were candies and nuts, but I yeah. mean, if a if if you've got a healthy and productive Drew Doughty, Drew Doughty playing in this series, yeah, maybe he's the difference maker, yep. right? Very but they much. had so many injuries on their blue line this year, and yep. you know these young guys came up. Sean Dursey was a was a revelation. Yeah, you know some of these young guys, the the way they played and. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think I think things are looking good for the future in, in L.A. I, I thought Trevor Moore was spectacular. I thought yeah, he was he great. Was. Yeah. He and Deneau were, were excellent together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Deneau was their best player. Oh, yeah. Deneau was their best player. Yeah. And, and producing. It and it wasn't close. And, and it, producing. And, and it wasn't close. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Last one. Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, That's one that I got wrong. I didn't. I know. Yeah. I'm I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I'm and I'm not happy that I didn't get it wrong. I would I would have liked to have seen Pittsburgh. I think you know it would have been interesting to see if Sidney Crosby had one more left in him. But you know what? I mean, he might still have one more left in him. Yeah, he was maybe the best player in the playoffs this year. Yeah, he was right? he was tracking that way. So um, maybe next year he's just the second best player. in yeah, the Yeah, but maybe next year Chris Letang and and if Jenny Malkin aren't there. You know, maybe, you know, yeah. maybe Brian Rust isn't there either. Yeah, yeah. You know, so maybe it doesn't matter how good he is next year. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? I mean, you can say all you want that, you know, Crosby got knocked out of the series and that was a huge factor. But you still had the lead in three consecutive elimination games. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, the Penguins are, are, are their, their couple of Stanley Cups away from being the narrative being the same as it is with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like they haven't gotten out of the first round since they won the Stanley cup in 2017. Yeah. They, you know, this series was there for them to take. Yeah. They had it Yeah, three times and they let it go. And that's what happens. So, you know, I talked about when we were doing our, our, Pre, pre predictions, the term galaxy brain, just way overthinking everything from every different angle and all the rest of it. Yeah. Putting Jari in was a galaxy brain. I'm sorry, but y- you know, was Deming ever really the issue? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was expecting you to say no. No, well, I think I think if you get a little bit better goaltending, you win that series. Well, obviously, if you get better goaltending, you win that series. Like you could but say, you're not, you you're can not say that matching, about any series. You're not matching the guy at the other end. Other, no. the, other than games two and three, no, where he wasn't not good. Yeah, he was fantastic, right? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that you can you can always say that if you get better goaltending, you win yeah. the series. But yeah. my real question is, is is goaltending what sunk them? And here's the thing. Jari's two go- two goals that Jari let in, one went off of a defender's skate, two of the three goals, I guess, that he let in. One went off of a defender's skate, and he had full eyes on the puck, yeah. watched the release, watched it go to the crowd to his left, and still dropped in the butterfly right where he was and didn't didn't move towards that crowd for right. a deflection. That's that's day one stuff. Is that on is that on the overtime winner and Panarin's? No, no, that's on the tying goal, I believe. Okay, yeah. And then Zibanejad wired a perfect shot past Jari's ear, but Jari was sitting right on the goal line. Right, right. If he was a foot and a half further out, and that's not even what I would think of as an ideal position, but if he was a foot and a half further out, the the angle of that puck, it hits his shoulder. So you've got two... Those are worse than the Ottinger goal, if you ask me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Both of those are worse than the Ottinger goal. I just think that... Anyways, look, I, I don't think that Jari should have been put in. I, I think that it was a it was a tall order in Game 7. Just, you know, obviously it makes more sense than putting in Talbot in Game 7 because Jari has been your starter all year. Um, well, Talbot has technically, but you know what I mean. You didn't trade for yeah. a ringer kind of thing, right? Yeah. But I just, I just think that it just wasn't smart. You let him get in in Game 1 and get his feet wet and let goals in like that in Game 1 where you say, eh, we're down one. So shall we uh, move on to the, the the main course? I thought we were going to do our little rating thing here. Okay, so I, I won't run through it all right now, but as uh, the more pervasive listeners of this podcast know, <laughs> Ken and I um, ranked our odds in terms of what we thought each, how we thought each team would do, like, you know, uh, 
10 ranked, gave Florida an 80% chance to win against Washington. I gave Florida a 75% chance to win against Washington. So what we're going to do is we're going to add those up as points. So I'll get 25% for being for giving them 75%. Ken will get uh, 30 points for giving them 80%. We're going to add all of those up. And then, of course, you get minuses for what you got wrong. And uh, by the end of the playoffs, we'll have something. Oh, by the end of the playoffs. Well, let's do a running total right now, just for fun. I, I don't want to do all that math at the top of my head. Okay. <laughs> we'll be here all night. No, we won't. I, I, I went 80%, so I'm up five in the, in the Florida. Okay, you're up five. I'm up five. Then in you're the up another two on Colorado because you said 92 to, to me saying 90. Okay, so I'm up seven. You're up seven. Uh, you gave Tampa 58%. I gave them 52%, so you're up another six. That's 13. That's 13. Uh, you gave St. Louis 51%. I gave Minnesota 65%, so I get minus 15. So that's 28-29 for your 1%. Yeah. So you're now up 29. This isn't looking good. You gave Boston three. I gave Carolina two. So that's a five difference. So then you're now up uh, 24. Okay. Yeah. Because I gave Carolina two. You gave Boston three. Okay. So you're now up 24. I gave Calgary 80%. You gave Calgary 65%. So that is 15% plus for nine. me. I'm plus nine. No, no, that's, I, I got 15% more right. than you did. So, and I was at plus 24. So now oh, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm you're plus, plus nine. nine. Yeah. 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 So you're yeah. plus nine. Yeah. Uh, I gave Pittsburgh 55. You gave New York 55. So I'm now plus five. And then you're minus five. No, it's the other way around, my friend. Oh, it's shoot. a 10 point swing. So it's, <laughs> I'm at plus 19. You're at plus 19. And we both gave Edmonton 65. So you end off at plus 19. You really wanted to do that live, did you? <laughs> Aren't you always the one that whenever I say numbers, <laughs> whenever I say any I, number, I knew it was going to turn out quite nice. When I say for any me. number, you go, you go, Dylan, people don't care about the numbers. Just move on, move on. Nobody's listening. Move on. <laughs> I don't think I say that. okay so there you go ken you're plus 19 after the first round Woo! i better i better make the second round really count yeah all right so uh don't forget check out kencampbell.substack.com please leave us a rating on apple podcasts uh drop us messages on youtube we'll read them and and uh and comment and talk about them if they're a question or something like that um by the way, the amount of, of after game one in the Leafs series, the amount of Leafs fans that came to troll us and said, oh, a couple of old stupid Habs fans, you know, oh, picking, really? picking, picking, picking Tampa Bay over the Leafs again, you know, nobody gives the Leafs. After game one, are those people going to come back and apologize? I doubt it. So? No? My, my, my uh, experience with social media tells me. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> hey, I, I eat my bad takes. You eat your bad takes. Why shouldn't they eat their bad takes? Yeah, well, I mean, my favorite, like for like favorite part of that is that you're a grew up a Habs fan. Yeah, I still am a Habs fan. But I but the but what I laugh about with that is that I'm like, I'm like, who do you think I'm more sore at the Leafs or Tampa? <laughs> so if you think that I'm just being a homer and, yeah, and yeah, saying, yeah. oh, screw the Leafs. Yeah, yeah. Why would I care about the Leafs? Well, that's my hometown team anyway. Well, see, that's the thing with me. Like when I was growing up, like I said before, there was nothing to hate. There's nothing to hate. There was nothing to hate. The Canadians were an elite juggernaut. (laughs) Yeah. And the Leafs were a dysfunctional mess for most of that time. Right. There was nothing to hate. It was like you kind of looked and you went, eh, I kind of feel sorry for those guys. Yeah. I'll tell you my biggest rooting interest this year. 
And we'll use that as a segue. My biggest rooting interest was last night. I was like, let's go, Calgary. Let's go, Calgary. All right, hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Get the Battle of Alberta, baby! Well, you're what, 30 what? I'm 31. 31? Yeah. So you were born in 1991? 1990. 1990. Turning 32. Okay, so you were still shitting your diaper when the last Battle of Alberta occurred yeah exactly 30 years ago you're not still doing that right uh, not as often no no okay yeah. <laughs> much less often <laughs> no but but uh, and i wasn't even born I, I wasn't even a twinkle in my dad's eye the last time that montreal toronto took on e- each other before last year before last yeah, year. yeah yeah so okay i mean we're getting some cool stuff happening in well, the playoffs well right i now. think i think that we need to have a bit of a story time or history lesson here okay for anybody who's under 40 and doesn't realize exactly what the Battle of Alberta is. Tell me is. again about the olden <laughs> days, Ken. <laughs> um, it, it might... At, when there was, was once a man with a mustache. <laughs> yeah. When it was at its height in the, in the 1980s and early 90s, yeah. there was not a rivalry in hockey that was more intense than that one. And, really? And the, and, and the thing about it was they were... Well, they had the proximity, they had the provincial rivalry, yep. and they were both elite, elite teams in the NHL. Yep. Um, and they, it was so weird because they were built so differently. Like the Oilers had, you know, the greatest show on ice. Yeah. And the, the Calgary Flames just chipped away. They Lunch pail. They, well, and, and they went after a bunch of college guys. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the Gary Suiters, the Joe Newendikes, the Joel Ottos, the, you know, the Neil Sheehy's, the, you know, down the line, they went after those guys and they, they created a team that was almost as good as the Edmonton Oilers, but just not quite. And they were only, you know, I mean, it, it's the battle of Alberta, you know, truth be known is, is as one-sided as all get out. Right. right, like I like like the the Oilers have owned the Calgary Flames in the playoffs, right? right? With the exception of of you know basically 1986. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's it's really like like it's like nothing you've ever seen before, and you're gonna see it now. Yeah. Like you're gonna see you know uh you know the 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 Red Mile, and you're gonna see White Avenue in in. In, in in Edmonton. And, you know, there was at the time in the 80s, there was this bar in Red Deer, which is like basically smack dab 
between Edmonton and Calgary. <laughs> and it was a, they had a, they had a bar there and they would paint a line down the middle of the bar <laughs> and everybody North, everybody on the North side of the bar would be cheering for Edmonton. Everybody on the South side of the bar would be cheering for Calgary. Yeah, like yeah. that's how cool this was. And it's just, it's going to be epic. I think it's going to be great. And we're back to the same narratives, right? Like that's the, exactly Oilers, what I was gonna the say. Oilers have the elite, yeah. you know, talent, yeah. the best players in the world. Yeah. And the Calgary flames are, you know, sort of this, this team that plays with a real, you know, a, a real identity. Funniest part about that narrative, best part about that narrative that is still true today, the Oilers have the modern day Grant Fuhr. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Mike Smith there. Like, but if you're talking about Mike Smith, can you say anything modern day? Like, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, that's yep. fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. That guy remembers the last time that oil prices went up and they took the motors out of the cars and hooked them up to to, to horses, the Bennett buggies. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, this is a series that I am so, so excited for. And uh, like, it's not exactly a hot take. I'm not letting any big cats out of the bag. Nope. You know, I yeah. feel like, you're, you know, you know, that Norm McDonald joke. Where he's like, I don't care what anyone says. The more I read about that Hitler fella, I don't like him. <laughs> like as if he's like the only one with that opinion. I don't want to be sitting here and being like, I don't care if you think it's going to be boring. I'm really excited for the Battle of Alberta. It's not going to be boring. It's not going to be boring. It's going to be so it's gonna be good. In, it's going to be intense. Oh, you know, man. Matthew Kachuk is going to skate around for hopefully for seven games wearing the black hat. Um, yep. It is going to be just it's 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 like i said i mean to, to someone who hasn't experienced it and seen it uh you're i think you're really in for something special here i i think that you're right i think that the big difference could be in goal yep um jacob markstrom had an ordinary series against dallas he wasn't bad, but I, he wasn't. Well, I, th I thought he was pretty brilliant, actually. I thought he was. I felt I like mean, he was I a mean, Norris finalist, Jacob Markstrom. He was. Vezina finalist. Or, <laughs> he's not a defenseman. Eh? Um, it's the yeah. last line of defense, Ken. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. A goalie should get the Norris every yeah, year. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think I think the problem was, was that Jake Ottinger at the other end was so lights out that you right. kind of forget how good. Yeah. How no, good I'm not Markstrom saying that he was, was. bad. I'm yeah. not saying that he was bad. I'm just saying that he. He was made to look, to your point, he was, mm -hmm. just, he was made to look, he, he lost the goalie battle, I guess is my point. But he and won one of war. those guys is a Vesna <laughs> finalist and one of those guys is not. That's all, that's all I'm, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm circling around. Yep. But I, so I think that there's a, another level in Markstrom's game that we could see. And I think that there's another level in Mike Smith's game that we can see. The difference is that one of those levels is up. And one of those levels is down. Yeah, the only thing is, is like the guy threw up like a nine forty five. I know. I mean, so I I tweeted out um, natural stat tricks goals saved above average for the different goalies. Yeah, which is a or, or some people call it goals saved above expected, but it's on anyways. Basically, it's a really good measure as, as a catch all stat for goaltenders because it takes a statistical league average goalie and then how much better did you do than him and how much worse did you do and uh, like. 
you know, the best was like Jake Ottinger and Mike Smith and, you know, and the worst was like Vasilevsky and a few other people. And I was just like, ah, just as we all predicted. <laughs> Over the course of not, of seven games in the first round, Mike Smith faced 68 more shots than Jacob Markstrom did. So over the course of a game, that's almost 10 shots a game. He faced almost 10 shots a game more than, than Jacob Markstrom did. Yeah. In that series. Okay. So the best goalies for goal saved above expected, Jake Ottinger saved in seven games, 11.6 goals more than a statistical league average goalie. Wow. So that's almost two goals. That's it's almost goal two and goals a, a game. Goal, goal and yeah, half it's game. a goal yeah. in three quarters, whatever yeah, yeah, a game. Yeah, yeah. He saved like you know what I mean. Like uh, Calgary would have wanted those goals. No, <laughs> then uh, Mike Smith is second for six and a half goals more, which so is almost a goal, almost a goal a game, almost a goal a game. And yeah. if you if you throw a game one, I bet you it, it skyrockets. That yeah. number skyrockets because he was terrible. Oh, in game he was one. so bad. In he game was one. terrible in game yeah. one. Yeah, I, I was like, oh boy, this is not going to go well. Anyways, then it's uh, Bennington, Ranta, Casey DeSmith, Darcy Kemper, uh, Shalgren, Georgiev, Ingram, Samsonov, Swayman, uh, Frankuz, Vilihuso. So then that's that's the list as it goes down. But yeah, I didn't hear Bobrovsky on that list. Bobrovsky is sitting at nineteenth. Sorry, he's yeah he's sitting at nineteenth with minus one point four two goals saved above expected. Oh. So doing quite well, just below him, Cam Talbot. And the worst on the list is David Riddick, but the second worst on the list, Andre Vasilevsky with minus 3.47. Over the course of seven games. So Over half, the course of half seven a goal game. a game. Yeah. Yeah. Not ideal. Except for game seven when he was really Yeah, right. When he needed to be, <laughs> yeah. then he just said, oh, hang on. Wait a minute. I'm Andre Vasilevsky. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fellas, I got a fever. <laughs> the only cure is more, more saves. <laughs> yeah. More Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah. And then just above Andre Vasilevsky was Jack Campbell. <laughs> Minus 3.43 compared to 3.47. Wow, and everybody, everybody talks Some about of that could have to was. do with shooting talent, though, in that series. Because, like, other than Connor McDavid, that series had the best shooting talent in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, uh, your prediction for... Um, Calgary versus Edmonton. Your prediction for the Battle of Alberta. I'm, I'm going to go in an upset. I'm taking Edmonton in seven. Oh, nice. And the percentage? 53. All right. So I'm down so 19. Now, see, now, see, now you're going to be all strategic about it, right? Because you're losing by 19. And now, so now you're just going to go on a wild, like, swing the other way. Why not? So either you're going to be right and you're going to catch up, or I'm just going to, just going to demolish you. Listen, cry me a river. No, you have to. The hard part of being at the top. No way. You have to, you have to, you have to make your bets and your. swear to you today. Your your guess is based on what you actually think is a series. And I actually No, you're not. You're going to be strategic. You're going to, you're going to be like that guy on The Price is Right when the guy goes, Okay, and uh, what, what's your guess? I'll guess uh, $875, Bob. And then they come to the next guy. Uh, I'll go 876 I always wanted to punch that guy right in the face. Like, don't be a dick. <laughs> I haven't said anything yet. <laughs> no, I but like, you know what I mean? Like, just don't be a dick about it. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking Calgary, and I'm taking them at 65%. 
Okay, so I'm 53. So if you win this series, I'm only plus one. But don't if Calgary you, wins is, this is series, I, I go down to plus not one. not a reasonable pick for Calgary? I'm no, pretty high on no. Calgary. Yeah, I would be too. I okay. would be too. Except that you're not. <laughs> Except, no, I am. Yeah, you're picking the upset. I, I just, I just, I'm picking an upset here because number one. Do I'm, you want I'm, me to start picking first? I don't give a damn what you do. I'm going to, I'm, I'm so far ahead of you and I'm going to win anyways. Listen, it doesn't matter. You can matter. cry me a river. The, the, it doesn't the perils matter. of being on top, eh? Yeah. Listen yeah. to you. You're like, yeah. you know, you're like the 1% <laughs> complaining about taxes. Just get out of here with no, this. No, I, I, I feel Edmonton because I feel like number one, there's a couple of reasons why I'm picking Edmonton. Yeah. Number one, I feel like Connor McDavid is on He's a mission. He's on one. He's eh? on a mission. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm just not sure that there's anybody that can stop that guy when he says, "We're going to win." Yeah. Number two, with the exception of six weeks where it was spread over the pandemic and it took a lot longer than it was supposed to, and it was awful and terrible with the exception of that six weeks the Edmonton Oilers are an elite NHL team yeah they're an elite NHL team okay yeah so I I I think you have to kind of kind of push that one aside and yeah. and when you push aside those six weeks when they couldn't do anything right they're right there the Calgary Flames are an elite NHL team including those six weeks exactly <laughs> and the third reason is there's just times when Montreal beats Boston for no reason. They're not supposed to, but they do. That's happened like seven times. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous, but yeah. they do. And I just feel like this is another one of those times when the hockey gods are going to smile on Edmonton. I think that you've got yourselves a seven-game series. Yep. And I think that um, throughout the course of a seven-game series, I think that Daryl Sutter... Out coaches Jay Woodcroft, who, okay. by the way, somebody needs to write Jay Woodcroft and say, "Get yourself touch of gray hair dye." Okay, it's you know, the That's, the dyeing of jet black is a little. little oh much, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, he should just let it go the way some other distinguished, good-looking old guys do. <laughs> Bob McKenzie. Yeah, him. Yep. Yep. Um, but I, like, I just think that throughout seven games, Daryl Sutter will be finding a way to completely just box out Edmonton. And I agree, McDavid is on one. And yeah. I think that McDavid will score goals. And, and I think and that Daryl Sutter will say, you, you let McDavid you let McDavid score goals, and then you just make sure nobody else scores goals. <laughs> <laughs> so much, so little to choose. He gets like uh, two goals. Four goals. We get three, all we need to do is get three. <laughs> Pretty easy. He's so funny, man. Yeah, I, I honestly like. Yeah. I love. I, I love Daryl Sutter quotes. Buddy. Like they're like, he's 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 totally rehabilitated himself. Eh? Oh, totally. Like like just everybody loves him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jolly Rancher. Yeah, it's awesome. So uh, okay, uh, what do you say to New York Rangers versus the Carolina Hurricanes? Man, this is this is going into a long podcast again. There is so much to talk about in the playoffs. This is, hockey is <laughs> That's the way so it works, good. Right? That's the way it works, right? No, I know, but like like I, I was I, I would be taking like pages of notes like, preparing for these. See, podcasts. See, I feel like uh I feel like that the, the 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 quality of play diminishes as you go through the playoffs. 
or not the quality of play, but the excitement factor. That does I, not I, feel like it's the case I, I don't, right now. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen this time. These are bloody good series Yeah, they right are. Yeah. They are really, they yeah. are really outstanding Carolina, New series. York is going to be a shooting gallery. Yeah. It's going yeah. to be an I, I just, I just feel like gallery. I just feel like New York's luck has to run out here. I like they, they're you. the luckiest bastards in the playoffs. Like they, they had no business. They had no business winning yeah. that series. Yeah. And even, even Gerard Gallant said after game seven, you know, you, you know, he is a, yeah, sometimes we win games. We're not supposed to win. You know, like and sometimes he should have said, sometimes we win games. We have no business even being in the same building yeah. as the other team. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just to me, I feel like their luck's going to run out. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I was really waiting for uh, New York to really, put it together as a team. I mean, they just, they have so much talent on that team, but a lot of it's young talent, right? Yeah. You're Capo Caco, you're Laxi Lafreniere. Right? Well, and that, that, that third line of Caco, Kittle and Lafreniere was outstanding. They were, they were, they were difference makers. Right. But, but they can only be as outstanding. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you, yeah. I, I was just waiting for between like those guys, between um, obviously Panarin got himself uh, the game winner. Yeah. In uh, yeah. OT. Um, Kreider the was one as guy good that I will say is Zabenajad has been so good front to finish in the playoffs. Right, right, and and yeah. But I, I guess I'm just I'm just I'm waiting to see. Remember we talked about this with um, when San Luis took over coaching Montreal. Yeah, how he got a lot out of individual players, but as a team they really weren't putting anything that much together. Better. They weren't that much and, better. And yeah. that's what I'm waiting. That's what I was waiting for with the New York Rangers. As I was waiting to see if they were starting to put it together as a team instead of just like. Wow, Shusterkin had a great game and we won. Oh, okay. Panarin decided to yeah, show up today yeah. and we won. And yeah. like we don't we don't know who's showing up on the New York Rangers team. And I think that with Carolina, that team shows up. Yeah. Top end talent. The Rangers are better at forward. There's not many teams better than the Rangers right, for right, talent. Right. For pure talent at forward. Def- defense. It's not close yeah. at all. At yeah. all. Carolina is so mm. much better, has so much better of a defense core than the New York Rangers do. Yeah, yeah. So if, if, and that's a big if, if Tony D'Angelo and Adam Fox oh, cancel man. each other Tony out. Tony D'Angelo yeah, going back, team. Going back, yeah, yeah, yeah oh, that's, that's nice and spicy. Yeah. But if they cancel each other out, yeah. uh, then, you know, you start getting to, like, what the hell, Jacob Slavin? Eight points. Yeah. Eight points. For, for basically the best modern defensive defenseman right right in the league and and, and he's so just now, decided yeah. oh i don't have to be defensive i could just yeah. uh also I, score I mean a bunch. i mean so they so that they were the drivers those guys were the drivers and then you had you know vincent trocek you know doing some great things Matt, you know max domi who had done basically diddly until game yeah. seven he had a good series he was great in yeah, game yeah. seven yeah um now you wait and see okay so I'm also waiting for Sebastian what's, what's, Ajo. What's Sebastian to, Ajo? What are Tw- Table yeah. Teravine and yeah. you know what are Mar- Marty Natchez? Natchez. What are those guys going to do in a series where they're probably going to see way better looks than they did in the first round? But again, so <laughs> way better goalie than they did in the first round. Yeah, as well, right? Yeah, but no, but, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I agree with you. There's a lot of um, similar to the New York Rangers. I, I've been kind of waiting for. This Aho is a two diet Coke podcast. Where's my other one? It's it's by your right foot there. Okay, well I'm gonna have to bend down and get it. Okay, so okay, just, can you uh, can you just occupy people for a second? <laughs> no, 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 wait. 
Oh, okay. okay. All right. All right. Did you hear Chet Atkins play the Stars and Stripes Forever on the guitar? All parts? No. Oh, man, that guy's just... Well, the it. guy from uh, the, the Metallica played um, the Star Spangled Banner in, in 2016. Okay. When they were in San Jose in the final. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't... I, Dave Mustaine insane. or whoever? Yeah, it was insane. Yeah. It was well, insane. Yeah, that guy. Give, give me Jimi Hendrix every day of the week. Right. Um... What's with my hair? What do you mean? What's with your hair? Well, my All wife right. started fiddling it with before I left, and now it. Oh man. Okay. Anyway. All right. Let's move on. Uh, let's. <laughs> let me. I'll give my prediction here. I say Carolina, and uh, I mean Shesterkin is the X factor here. Like, I would give if it wasn't for Shesterkin, I'd be giving Carolina like ninety percent. Yeah, I'm giving them. You want? I can give them mine. I'm giving them seventy-five. So now you can adjust yours accordingly. You pick a you, big why upset. Why did you have to do that? Because I was going to give them 80, but now it feels like I'm, I'm doing it like spitefully. No, you're not, because you should probably go the other way and pick New York. No, why like would I 80. do that? Why because I, then if, if so for some reason no, they pull no, up the big no. upset. I'm, I'm going you, with the you, team that I want. That you're going to pull back, in, back with me. Actually, there's an 18-point swing in the other series. So I'm going with the team that I think is going to win. Okay. I'm I'm doing this honestly, Ken. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Carolina and the conference final. Like, it's just like, why not just go like, they should just start the playoffs and like, okay, you guys go straight to the conference final. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get on to the next series. Uh, so you went 80? Yeah. I went and 80. I went 75. Yeah. But, so we've got a swing of 23 going here right now and I'm up by 19. So it's tight. Honestly, uh, no, we, it's not tight right right now. I'm winning by a lot. <laughs> You're gloating is making I, this podcast go so over time. Between, think, between your gloating and your, think, and your Diet Coke thing, Ken, we, we have a problem here. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, honestly, before we get on to the next one, I think that we've, we've said it before on this podcast. I don't, I don't remember, but uh, Don Waddell said that he felt very good about anti-Ronta in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, he, and we he both right. kind of just went, yeah, right. But like, you know, sure. Yeah. Boy, that guy was. Uh, well, to me now, if Frederick Anderson comes to practice, shows up at practice and says, I'm 100% right now. I'm ready to go. I'm raring say, to go. It's call like, me when you're 130%. Yeah, it'll be like, what? Well, you'll, you'll look really good at the end of the bench then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't forget to open the door for folks. Yeah. 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 Um, the ball cap goes on like this. <laughs> yes, exactly. There's a Twitter account I follow called Bored Goalies. And it's just pictures of backup goalies looking incredibly bored. It's pretty good. It's actually pretty funny. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of the more useless things on Twitter, which is saying something yeah. for Twitter. Yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah that's a high bar. That's, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, before we move on, don't forget, check out kencampbell.substack.com. You can get writing. Ken's writing is on Substack. It is very much unfiltered. It is very interesting. He reaches out to folks that, I mean, you know, he's he's got... The man's got a Rolodex. I'll give you that. You got yourself a Rolodex. Oh, it's all on my cell phone, Dylan. I don't have a Rolodex anymore. You don't have the Rolodex app? (laughs) (laughs) Um, There used to be one where it was like flat and it had all the letters on it. My grandma had one. Yeah, and you'd move the the little tab to the letter and then you'd press a thing at the bottom and And it it would would pop open. open. Yeah, Yeah, that was awesome. My grandma had one and I remember Those were great. Those were great. I remember as a kid like playing with that a ton and trying to figure out how it 
you know, how it did. Yeah, yeah. Right, because yeah. it felt like magic. I was like seven or something like that. Um. Anyways, uh, let's move on to the Colorado Avalanche versus the St. Louis Blues. This won't be a waste of eight days for St. Louis, but it'll Pretty be a close. waste. It'll be a waste of maybe twelve. You know, I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I just think that. I loved St. Louis's depth. I loved their depth in the first round. Right. And 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 you know what? Again, like you I picked St. Louis. I, I, no, I and Minnesota. for for that reason, for that reason. Yeah, yeah. And and it was true. Like like and and I feel like in St. Louis, you know, Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas are kind of the future. Not kind of. They're the future of this team. They are the future <laughs> of this the team. The hot takes there, and, yeah. Ken. <laughs> no, and they and they and they're they're taking over this roster. But it was interesting in the first round. It you know it was you know the old war horses. It was David Perron. It was Vladimir Tarasenko. It was yeah. Ryan O'Reilly. It yeah, was yeah. you know those guys. And Ryan O'Reilly looked like the Con Smythe Ryan O'Reilly from oh, three years ago, right? Yeah. Um, but and Jordan I d- Bennington better than the Jordan Bennington that won the cup, right? But apparently that wasn't that difficult because you hated him when he won the cup. Okay, easy. I yeah, didn't easy, hate him. Easy. I thought yeah. he was one of the worst goalies like that was one of the worst goalie performances that's won a cup but that is still comparing to goalies who and, have won a cup anti Niemi. yeah that's one of the other ones yeah yeah okay yeah yeah okay. but i'm just saying that's comparing to goalies who've won a cup right like you, you know what i mean the sample that i'm drawing from is historically good goalie performances right and his was just slightly below average if you call if 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 you ask me right okay um yeah and and he was he was a lot better but I, I just feel like there's just two, there's just, you can't beat superstars when they are. Like, I mean, they just did kind of, with Minnesota. That's, that's kind of why, yeah, but that's kind of why I'm picking Edmonton too, is like when superstars are engaged and they decide that they, <laughs> they, it's something they really want. Yeah. I, I don't know that you can, that you can, you have an answer to that. You know, Tory Krug might be might not be able to play in this series. That'll be a big that'll be a big um subtraction for the for the St. Louis Blues. I just feel like they, you know, they've 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 won their series. They really they were game, you know, they were they were uh, they they were valiant. They worked hard. They they hung in there, but come on. Yeah. So I am picking the Avalanche, but I am picking them at 60%, which I'm sure is lower than you're picking them at. Yes, because I'm picking them at 100. Woo! Wahey. You see, and, and, and here's it. the thing. I've gone, I've gone through That's this. That's it. That's this whole thing. It's going to be decided on this series. Yeah, like I'm either much. I'm either gonna just pull away or you're gonna close the gap completely. Or I'm gonna only, only lose 10 points and you're gonna lose 50. No. No, they can't both lose the series, you bonehead. If, pick, if we're St. Both Louis wins, the Avalanche. They, oh, I thought you picked. Okay, yes, yes, that's right. I'm so, picking the Avalanche at sixty percent. Right. You're okay. Picking them at a hundred percent. So it's a thirty-point swing if, here. Yeah. Forty-point swing. If St. Louis wins, no, no, no my Louis son, wins, my son. Oh yes, you lose 40. fifty points. I lose fifty. That's right. Okay. And, uh, okay. You yeah. Call yeah. me your son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do your sons know more about math than uh, you do too? 
Oh, big time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, one of them's just got into chiropractic college. So, I mean, you, yeah, he's you, lousy in math, but he's really good in biology and yeah, a lot of other sciences. A, a, a clever fella to be there. Yeah, right? he's, yeah. yeah, he's not, he's yeah. not, uh, doesn't have any flaws no, look, I've gone over this a hundred times in my head. You know, you can try to be strategic about this, but I think that the best way to win in this competition is just to make your picks the way that you're going to make your picks. Because okay. if you win, you win. And if you lose, you lose. But how, okay. So it's a but, betting system. But you think that the best way to win is like, how are you speaking from any sort of point of authority there? Because you're getting your ass kicked right now. That's like, oh, Matt Sundin comes out and says, yeah, these Leafs, they're really good. They're going to win. Darcy Tucker, all these guys that never won a damn thing in their lives. Yeah, this team's great. They're going to win. Like, <laughs> uh, how do they know? <laughs> Phil Housley. When you're not winning anything. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Dylan. Yeah. You know who you bring in to win? Joe Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Speaking of Jumbo Joe. Yeah. Battle of Florida. We're not really going to be speaking about Jumbo John. No, we're not. Not we're not going to be but speaking he, you know, of him at all. Look, I'm tired of saying. Okay, so let's talk about as the segue. I, I if ever I have an opportunity, I'm going to take a good segue. Okay, and that there was well, it wasn't a good segue, but it wasn't. You know, <laughs> it was Battle of Florida. What are you thinking? This is. Everything in me wants to say Florida is going to win this series. Really? Everything, Everything in me wants to say Tampa is going to win this I, series. I, 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 but I'm picking Tampa. Oh, you prick. Everything, everything is, everything in me wants to say that Florida is going to win this series, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick the lightning. Although the Braden point thing might just be too difficult to overcome. Uh, he's, my- he's their, he's their drivetrain. Yeah. He's their drive chain. He's their best clutch player. But you sit there after game seven. Yeah. And you look into Steve St- Steven Stamkos' eyes and he goes, Well, you know what? We've we've established a culture here there here where we do whatever it takes to win. It doesn't matter who, it doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter when. Yeah. And they they played with the heart of a champion. And and yeah. I, I think I I don't think it's going to be enough to win four series, but I th- I just I feel like it's going to be enough to win at least one more, and maybe maybe two more. Yeah. Um, two more would be would be the Stanley Cup. Two final. more would take him to the Stanley Cup final yeah. against Colorado, and I, and I'm just not sure that. Well, yeah, I'm already saying Colorado's going to make the final, but yeah. but uh, I I'm just not sure that that's that they're going to be able to get over that hump. But my oh my. That team is so well coached and they, they, you know, like when it came down to it, Dylan in game seven of the third period of game seven, it wasn't even that close. They didn't give the Leafs a sniff. I think they gave the Leafs more than you, than your, not, not when, not when they really had to lock it down. You know, they didn't give the Leafs a lot of anything. So, Here's here's what I'm saying. I'm going with the lightning as well. Okay. And because uh Barkov has been good average, yeah. He's yeah. he's he's been just fine. Uberdo's been again, yeah. right? And so I feel like even if those big boys start to show up more against the lightning, which why would they? The Lightning has a better defense core than the Washington Capitals do, 
right? Even though those big boys start to show up more and start to be more themselves, I look at it as the upfront talent being about even, the defensive cores being different, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, but you've got like Ryan McDonough had himself a sneaky, excellent playoff series. You, you know what? Like shutting things yeah, down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was great. He was yeah. great. Cal Foot to me is the most improved player in the NHL. Yeah. Like he's one of the most improved players in the NHL. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I just, I was really impressed with the way he played and how much he played and how much he was relied on. Yeah. 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 So I, I mean, I is, think Sam Bennett, you- is Sam Bennett, Nick Paul, uh, you know, I mean, Nick Paul scores those two goals. And then on the last, when they got to shut it down, he's the guy taking the draw at the end of the third period. I guess you know? my I guess my point is is that uh, an injured Aaron Eckblad or playing injured Aaron Eckblad I should say I, I think that there's no I well think, they, but everybody's playing injured well of course everybody's playing everybody's injured, playing but, I, injured but he's right playing now. more injured than I think yeah Victor Hedman is yeah so you take that and I mean you talk about Huberto and and Barkov so you know what if Kucherov wakes up too you know on the right, other side exactly he was sick in that series like it turns out he was sick. Like he was not, and I mean, he was literally, and he wasn't <laughs> sick the way the kids say it. Yeah, yeah, you know, he was sick. Yeah, he was really sick. The kids don't say sick. I say sick. No, no, my kids <laughs> say sick all the time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They I thought that, that was a my generation thing. No, no, they say sick okay. all the time. All right. Um, I guess so. Here's what I'm coming down to: Bobrovsky versus Vasilevsky. Right. And I take Vasilevsky ten out of ten days. I on do that. Yep. And so I, I just feel like if Bobrovsky's not even that good. Vas, or sorry, if Vasilevsky's not even that good, Bobrovsky's going to go, ah, well, eh, maybe I don't have to be that I good either. I only have to be <laughs> less good than that guy. So, yeah. I only have to be a little bit better than him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I take Vasilevsky 10 out of 10 days in that series. And so if you turn around and say, even if Florida's big boys do wake up fully, then maybe that gives them a slight edge yeah. over Tampa's big yeah. boys. But I don't know, man. Um and and then it comes, but then it comes down to Vasilevsky has been progressively waking up and getting better in the first series. Is the way that I see you it. Got, you got to feel like that was a bit of an aberration, and that he goes, that he starts to dial it in. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I take I take Tampa. I'm not hugely confident in that pick. I take no. him at sixty percent. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd go even lower. I'm going to take him at like fifty six. At fifty six, okay, yeah. yeah. All right, well, that's uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. Did them all? Okay, we did them all. Well, you know what? This is going to be this is going to be great. This is going to be epic. It's oh, going to be I wonderful. Can't wait. Uh, you know, and now that we've said all that, it's probably going to be crap. <laughs> but I, I just, I just foresee. Why was there a mid series coaching four, change with Jacques Lemaire? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, no. I just see, I just see a, I just see four. You know, the potential for. Th- Three out of the four series to be really, really competitive. I, I'm, I'm not sold on the St. Louis Colorado. Yeah, 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 you yeah, gave yeah. one a hundred percent. Well, yeah, but if you think they're going to win, and you have no doubt in your mind, why not go hundred percent? I just look at St. Louis and I go, what they did to the Minnesota Wild. It really reminds me of the Montreal Canadiens last year, mm-hmm. and I go, ah, they might, they might be that team that just really pisses everyone else off. Yeah, well. Right? 
They're not going to win a game. They're not going to win <laughs> oh, a I game. Oh, I don't know. I think, I think they'll win one or two. No, I, I think they'll just, win one or two. You know, making a, making a little <laughs> reference. All right. Well, thanks so much for sticking around to the end of this episode. Check out kencampbell.substack.com. Like, they really should. Like, you should take the time now to to sign up for kencampbell.substack.com. And I, yes. like, I wouldn't be saying that if I wasn't personally a, a subscriber myself. So check out kencampbell.substack.com. <laughs> Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. They don't do reviews, but they do ratings. And, of course, check out the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel because we, we may do another live watch along. I, I think. I'm, I don't, yeah, those are hard. They're though. not easy. Yeah, they're not they're easy. They're not easy. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and then, uh, of course, check out our YouTube channel, um, you know, Hockey Unfiltered, and where you can get clips and you can just listen to your team and, and just enjoy it. Leave comments, chit-chat. You know, we're... We're here for it, as the kids say. That's right. Yes. Yep. I'm totally here for it. <laughs> okay. Inject that into my veins. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody.